0: Good morning everyone, and welcome to Worship with Paisley St George's. This morning we will celebrate the Sacrament of Holy Communion, so if you're joining us at home or elsewhere, you might want to get some bread and juice for later in the service. For those of you worshipping in person, you should have been given one of these little cups when you arrived. When we celebrate Communion, it opens like the little milk containers. And you'll find a wafer under the top layer and the grape juice below that. Now, a wee bit different, at the end of worship, it would be helpful if you could take your empty container and place it in one of the white bins that are located at the doors. It just saves a wee bit of work. That would be wonderful. The intimations. The Guild recommences tomorrow evening. 16th of January at 7:30 pm in the large hall. Our guest speaker is our Deputy Session Clerk, Muriel Smith, so that should be a good evening. Learning Together at Glenburn, this starts properly this week at the Outreach Centre, Digital Skills for the Confused, beginning Tuesday, the 17th of January, and every Tuesday thereafter for a the number of weeks from 10 till 12. And then on with there are cooking demonstrations, knitting, sewing crafts, and time for the <coughs> leather on Wednesdays with singing and story time for those under school age, and that's also on 10 to 12. Warm spaces open every Thursday in the afternoon from one o'clock here in Cossey Side in the lower hall using the Stowe Street entrance. Now, everything that happens in St George's is open to everyone, so please have a wee look. What takes your fancy, come along, invite your friends, your family, bring folks off the streets. It would be good. So we welcome everyone. The Kirk session is called to meet at the close of worship this morning in the Lesser Hall. And as I intimated last Sunday, the funeral of the late Jim Reed will take place this Wednesday, the 18th of January at 12:30 pm. Woodside crematorium and I ask that you keep Jim's wife and their family in your prayers these are all the intimations come everyone come and see we come to see the Savior the Lamb of God come and seek him come and ask him we come to stay a while with him come and see then go and tell Then go and tell some more. But let's worship God by standing, if able, to sing hymn number 509, Jesus Calls Us O'er the Tumult, hymn 509. by Jan, our BB captain, and also one of our elders. Thank you, Jan.
1: Let's pray. Lord, however we gather for this service, we come as your family, recognizing the wonderful gift you gave us in Jesus, which we celebrated again just a few weeks ago. We remember too how that earthly life given for us ended and we'll celebrate his last meal on earth with his disciples just as he commanded in a wee while. As we listen to your word and follow the well-loved and familiar words of the communion service, we ask that you would open our ears so that we might hear your voice, open our minds that we might receive your eternal wisdom, open our spirits so that we may know your leading and guidance, and open our hearts so that we may receive your wonderful love and go out and share that with others. And now let's pray together using the words Jesus taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread, and forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. and now we go on to our reading our reading this morning is from john's gospel chapter 1 verses 29 to 42 and i'm reading from the new international version that's john's gospel chapter 1 starting at verse 29 and it's john testifies about jesus the next day john saw jesus coming toward him and said look the lamb of god who takes away the sin of the world this is the one i meant when i said A man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me. The man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you'll see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, that is, the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. Amen, and may God bless her understanding this reading from his holy word. And now we join again to sing in hymn number 533 from the purple hymn book, Standing a Fable, and that's will you come and follow me. <laughs>
0: we heard of John the Baptist baptising Jesus in the Jordan. We heard of him recognising Jesus as the Son of God, as the Messiah. And John didn't keep this news to himself, for in our scripture reading this morning, we heard John tell two of his disciples that Jesus is the Lamb of God. The Lamb as an animal of sacrifice, The lamb as a picture of God's people needing a shepherd. Later this morning, when we celebrate the sacrament of Holy Communion, we will hear the words, the familiar words. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us your peace. These familiar words that we hear so often in the sacrament of communion. The Lamb of God, the Lamb of God, Jesus, the one who takes away the sins of the world. Not just my sin, not just your sin, but the sins of the world. And yes, sin is a word that so often sits quite awkwardly with us. And yet we all know that at times we make mistakes. At other times, we deliberately, consciously make a bad choice to either do something or to omit to do something. We all do this, and we all know this deep inside ourselves. But when John the Baptist introduces Jesus to his two disciples, he does so by declaring Jesus to be the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And this emphasis on Jesus' global or cosmic role is typical of the fourth gospel of John's gospel. Famously, later in the gospel, John presents Jesus saying, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And in an age, this 21st century, where so much is centered on the individual, There is an urgent need to rediscover a perspective that recognises the wholeness and interrelatedness of society, humanity, and creation. Earlier this morning, Jan led us in the Lord's Prayer. So, week in, week out, perhaps every day, we pray a phrase from that. We pray the phrase, Forgive us our debts. Forgive us our debts. It's interesting that Jesus uses the plural our and us and not the personal my in the Lord's Prayer. And throughout the Lord's Prayer, if you stop and think about it, it is our and us and not my and mine. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, we are praying it together with all Christians, with all our fellow Christians, and we're praying to our Father in heaven, acknowledging then that All of us are brothers and sisters in Christ. But Think about how we pray and when we pray the words, when we pray these words, forgive us our debts. Are we caught up in thinking about our own personal debts? Do we limit our horizons when we pray this prayer to our own personal sins? Forgetting and ignoring the sins of society, ignoring the sins of those in positions of power, And those sins that dishonour God and do so much damage for sin is a societal as well as a personal issue if you've read the papers this week listened to the news then many examples of that will come to mind we can't help but hear of the continuing war in Ukraine the sin of the war in Ukraine the sin that continues to mean that women are dying from domestic abuse The sin of the delicate ecology of this planet Earth being destroyed by selfish human activity. The sin of economic systems that leave millions in poverty while a few have more millions than they know what to do with. But Jesus, well, Jesus didn't just speak of sin. He did something about it. Jesus did something about it. He cared for the victims of others' sins. He cared. He challenged the powerful. In particular, those whose sinful practices did so much damage. And ultimately, ultimately, he gave up his own life. And as he gave up his own life, he spoke words of forgiveness as he did so. So... As we think about the sins of the world and we think of the great love that Jesus has for everyone then we need to take up the challenge to do something about the sins of the world it might be about campaigning it might be about our lifestyle it might be about our spending choices And it's about the act of loving support of those damaged by such sins. And yes, within Paisley St George's, we do some things. We support various charities throughout the year, the Women's Aid, the food banks. We can see the scarfs and socks and gloves and hats hanging around (coughs) in our washing lines to support the folks who need warm clothing. But the challenge to do something reminded me of a quote that I read earlier this week. The Franciscan Richard Rohr, in his book, Dancing Standing Still, Healing the World from a Place of Prayer, makes this provocative statement. He says, worship of Jesus is rather harmless and risk-free. Following Jesus changes everything. Let me repeat that. Worship of Jesus is rather harmless and risk-free. Following Jesus changes everything. As we gather together in this place, we worship God. We worship God as Father, Son, and Spirit. And God invites us, Jesus invites us to follow him How do we accept that invitation to follow? How do we accept that to follow? Because following is costly. Let's put ourselves into the shoes of Andrew and his disciple, his friend, the other disciple. Picture the scene and imagine yourself following Jesus down the street. He said to you on the beach, you've said to him, you want to meet with him. You followed him, you're following down the street. And Jesus invites you into his home. You meet with him, you sit at table with him and then when you leave you don't keep your mouth shut, you go and you tell. We know Andrew went to his brother Simon whom we now know as Peter and he told his brother, we have found the Messiah. Peter didn't take it on trust either. He went to see too. And then he went and told others. Perhaps his friends, James and John. We don't know exactly. But we do know that Peter and Andrew and the disciples went on to tell others. Many, many other people. But we also know, and I take great comfort in this, that Peter, like you and me, was not perfect. He had his moments of doubt. However, he came He saw, he told. And he did it again and again. And there was maybe a wee bit more to it than that. For Andrew didn't just tell his brother Simon. He took him. He invited him to come and see. He showed him. He introduced him to Jesus. And these meetings with Jesus changed Andrew and his brother and the other 10 whom Jesus chose as his twelve. And it's through the actions of all of these earlier followers of Jesus that we have come to hear the good news that we are here today. We are here today because this has been handed down through the generations. We could think of it like this: suppose you went from here and you told two people about Jesus. And those two people went and told two, each went and told two more. So that before and if they went and told two more, eight, and so on and so forth. And it is incredible how that number builds up exponentially. And we today have come to hear about the love of Jesus through Andrew and his friend going to meet with Jesus, through John having having baptized Jesus and told his followers. All of that means that we are here today But this path of discipleship, of following Jesus, of learning from Jesus, is not a path of power. It's a path of openness. And discouragement or doubt are not signs that we're on the wrong path. But as the psalmist puts it, Happy are those who make the Lord their trust. Happy are those who make the Lord their trust. So when we do things, we need to trust in God. And I think that's especially true for us in St George's at the moment for we are trying a number of new initiatives and in those days when one or nobody comes through the door let us remember to put our trust in the Lord but let's remember to do more than just put our trust in the Lord what did Andrew do he went and he told he brought so we need to do that too we need to go and share and bring others. We put our trust in God. And I always like to think a wee bit about this, because the story started at the creation, when the world was created and God spoke. Or as John wrote in the opening verses of his Gospel, he wrote, In the beginning the Word already existed. The Word was with God and the Word was God. From the very beginning, the word was with God. Through him, God made all things. Not one thing in all creation was made without him. The word was the source of life. And this life brought life to people. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has never put it out. Jesus, Jesus. Son of God was born, lived, died and rose again for you and for me and the story continues. But now it's our story to tell. We are the ones who have come to see. We are the ones who now need to repeat it to others. Our words, but not just our words, our lives, our actions, our very way of being. Need to be like signposts to Jesus or like John's pointing finger. Behold, see. I leave you with this question. Who are you going to tell this week? Who are you going to tell this week? Amen. We continue in our worship by singing hymn number 655. For your generous providing. And during this, I think the youngsters are going to come in from Sunday school. I hope they've had time to do something. So, hymn number 655. last week one of our youngsters told us of her new year resolution to learn sign language during covid we learned to sign the peace remember peace be with you we'll practice it again peace be with you and today when we share the peace you can choose how to do this because we don't have the same restrictions that we had. But I thought, as we gathered round this table, it would be good to learn a few more words. And thinking about what the adults have heard about, I came up with a few words, and they they tie into the table as well. So the first word I'd like us to learn is come. So, come. Can we remember that? Come. And Jesus invites us to come to this table. Eat. Easy, isn't it? Eat. Because Jesus invites us to come to this table and eat. What do you think this word is? Drink. Yes, drink. And again, Jesus invites us to come to the table. Come, eat, and drink. And after we've done all that then we have to go and tell. We have to go and tell. So today Jesus invites us to come, to eat, to drink and then to tell others. Now we're going to talk a bit more about this and I know you listen so carefully to me. During this The Sacrament of Holy Communion, because this is a very special service and it's called a sacrament. We have the opportunity to say together the words of hymns 650 and 651 if the grown-ups maybe want to look them up. Uh, But we're going to sing a hymn before then, so maybe now is not the best time to look them up. (laughs) Maybe look them up after we've sung another hymn. But wherever we have gathered, whether it be here in the sanctuary at St George's or in a care home in the town, in our own homes around the town or further afield, wherever we have gathered, this is the table, not of the church, but of the Lord. And it's to be made ready for those who love him and who want to love him more. So come, you have much faith and you who have little, you who have been here often, you who have not been perhaps for a long time you who have tried to follow and you who have failed come not because it is i who invite you it is our lord it's his will that those who want him should meet him at his table so now let's stand to sing hymn number 566 when i receive the peace of christ hymn 566 have been made and we bring our prayers of thanksgiving to God and our prayers for others. So let's pray. Lord God, we have made our offerings for the work of the church. With our money, we offer ourselves for your service. We ask your blessing on all the socks and scarves and hats knitted with love. May those who receive these feel the warmth of your love as well as the warmth of the wool. Bless all that we offer, Lord, and grant wisdom to those who have responsibility for using these gifts. May they be used to share your love with others, we pray. Hear us now as we pray for others. Lord, we pray for the church, your body, and ambassadors to you, to which you have committed the ministry of bringing people to you. Grant us grace to live as light and salt in your world that we may be effective witnesses for you to our family and close friends, in our neighbourhood and our town, in our nation and the world at large. Help us to commit ourselves to pray earnestly that your kingdom may come in our community of Paisley, in our nation of Scotland and in the world. We pray that your church will stand firmly rooted in your word. We pray for our ministers and spiritual leaders for wisdom and grace to proclaim your truth without fear. We pray for our King and his family, which like other families face internal conflict. We pray for our political leaders in Paisley, in Scotland and in the United Kingdom that they may be endowed with wisdom and a longing to serve you faithfully. We pray for your protection upon our leaders. And we know that this winter period is particularly challenging for the poor in our nation and the not so poor, Lord, as we all face increasing food and fuel bills. Thank you for for our social support system that is in operation. For the NHS and our care system. We know Lord that these systems are stretched beyond belief and so we pray for all who work within these systems seeking to serve others with limited resources. We pray for those in need throughout the world. May we continue to be an extension of your love to those who are in dire need. Comfort those who have lost their loved ones. Grant healing to the sick. And in a moment of silence, hear the prayers from the depths of our beings. May we all have the assurance of your ever-abiding presence. We thank you because you will abundantly exceed all that we ask or think hear our prayers in Jesus name amen so we've gathered around this table and we call this table the lord's table because so let's hear how this sacrament began on the night on which jesus was betrayed he sat at supper with his disciples while they were eating he took a piece of bread said a blessing and broke it, and gave it to them with the words, this is my body, it is broken for you. Do this to remember me. Later he took a cup of wine saying, this cup is God's new covenant, sealed by my blood. Drink from it, all of you, to remember me. So now, following Jesus' example and command We take this bread and this wine, the ordinary things of the world, which Christ will make special. And as Jesus said a prayer before sharing, let us do so too now. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts, we lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God, for it is right to give our thanks and praise. Gratitude, praise, hearts lifted high, voices full and joyful, these, Lord, you deserve. For when we were nothing, you made us something. When we had no name and no faith and no future, you called us your children. When we lost our way or turned away, you did not abandon us, you did not leave us. When we came back to you, your arms opened wide and welcome. And look, you prepare a table for us, offering not just bread, not just wine, but your very self so that we may be filled, forgiven, healed, blessed and made new again. You are worth all our pain and all our praise. So now in gratitude, we join our voices to those of the church on earth and in heaven. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory Hosanna in the highest blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord Hosanna in the highest Lord Jesus Christ for us you were born for us you healed preached taught and showed the way to heaven for us you were crucified and for us after death you rose again Lord Jesus Christ, present with us now wherever we are for all that you have done and all that you have promised. What have we to offer? Our hearts are em- our hands are empty. Our hearts are sometimes full of wrong things. We're not fit to gather up the crumbs from under your table. But with you is mercy and the power to change us. So as we do in these places what you did in an upstairs room, send down your Holy Spirit on us and on these gifts of bread and wine that they may become for us your body, healing, forgiving and making us whole. And that we may become for you your body, loving and caring in the world until your kingdom comes. Amen. Among friends gathered round a table, Jesus took bread and broke it and said, This is my body. It is broken for you. And later, he took the cup of wine and said, This is the new relationship with God made possible because of my death. Take this, all of you, to remember me. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us your peace. Look, Here is your Lord coming to you in bread and wine. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Not an easy peace, not an insignificant peace, not a half-hearted peace, but the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ is with us now. So let's share the peace in sign and in words, in every way you see fate. Peace be with you. ways of sharing the peace, but it doesn't matter because we are sharing God's peace, peace of our Lord Jesus Christ with us. So let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you have put your life into our hands. Now we put our lives into yours. Take us, renew and remake us. What we have been is past. What we shall be through you still awaits us. Lead us on, take us with you. Amen. We close this morning's joyous celebration with a really good sing, hymn 512 To God be the glory, great things he hath done. Hymn number
2: 512.
0: us go out from here with God's miraculous grace brimming up inside us taking with us that abundance of love and power and sharing it with everyone whom we meet and the blessing of almighty God the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit rest and remain with each one of you and all those whom you live this day and forevermore